0: This episode is brought to you by the Reading and Writing Podcast. Hey, listeners, if you're like us and love horror movies, you're probably fascinated by creepy horror novels and short stories as well. But have you ever tried writing your own horror short stories or novels? Listen to the Reading and Writing Podcast today to learn tips and tricks from best-selling writers on how you can write your novel or short story. Listen to the interviews with many best-selling writers, Dean Koontz, Jeffrey Deaver, James Lee Burke, and many, many more. More than 550 episodes featuring interviews with writers explaining how you can write the horror story or novel that you've always dreamed of. That's Reading and Writing Podcast. Search Reading and Writing Podcast on your favorite podcast app today.
1: All messed up, they're coming to get you, Barbara.
0: let's go get him that's another one for the fire all right and we're back with another episode of horror vision i am your host john and i'm the co-host book and we also have a special guest host for today's episode a uh, longtime friend of the show former uh host for an extended period
2: well, i'm sean mccarthy uh, it's good to be back uh, long-time listeners might have heard me on a few other episodes
0: first-time caller actually not really
2: no but uh thanks for having me back on
0: <laughs> hey no problem um i figured you know what like when we were in high school we would have we'd reference scream on like a daily basis and uh as you know if you clicked on this episode of the podcast um we are doing scream but uh scream 2022 not Ninety six, uh, and, and the listeners know how I feel about that. Like, just name the movie, Scream Five. But I do We'll get into it. They, uh, they, they make, they reference it. In it. The yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I appreciate. I, when I got out of the theater, I texted Boog, and I was like, you know what? Like, at least they acknowledged it.
2: Yeah, they kind of uh, they narrated basically the whole plot throughout the movie of like the Scream franchise franchise.
0: Yeah, like it's the it's the the most meta of the meta. Super meta, I think's the the technical term. But uh Ultra meta. The, the ultimate meta. Um but before we get into that favorite part of the episode, Boog, what have you been up to?
1: Man, I had a busy week this week. Real busy week. First of all, I had COVID, or at least I thought I had COVID. That was a pretty... Uh, well, did you or didn't you? Uh, I'm going to choose not to classify that information. Uh, what ended up happening pretty much is I had a, uh, a stomach bug. and um,
0: Oh, that's right. The- you shit your pants.
1: Yeah, to put it to put it well, I mean if you yeah, you can come right out and say it like yeah, but to put it lightly, um I went through a lot of pair of a lot of pairs of uh clean underwear this week.
0: That's why it we, we got to uh, get a undy sponsorship. Get you some new awful. underwear. I,
1: I would them appreciate throw it. Them out. Uh well, that's the thing. Um <laughs> I threw them out. Oh. I but, thought you guys said
2: you're still wearing
1: them. <laughs> no. No, I'm 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 commando from here on out. But for, first, he learned he
0: hey. learned it the hard way. He tried to wash them, and then uh, turns out if if you're if there's turds in your underwear and you put them in the wash, they don't just magically go away.
1: No, no, no. I didn't try to put them in the wash with the turds in there. I tried to put it in the bathtub with the turds <laughs> in there. Try to wash it like the old-fashioned. You know, like I ordered one of those things on Amazon at uh, oh, wa- those- washboard. Yeah, thank you. One of those washboards. Um, you gotta say like like is...
0: you're from Pittsburgh.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, oh, what the fuck? I can't... I just, like, blanked on... W- washboard.
0: Washboard. washboard. washboard.
1: Um, no, thankfully that's now down in a ditch and in ashes. So <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't even throw it away. You just were driving on the highway and just tossed it out. Yeah, I Cla- tossed two things out of my bug car. That. The uh the washboard and the uh, the fucking molotov behind it to catch it on fire to hide all evidence.
2: So Are these symptoms still going on?
1: Uh, again, I'm gonna refuse to uh, classify that information. That's so a dangerous you... game,
2: going commando with an <laughs> with an active leak going on. You're gonna have to get new carpets. Gonna go down your pant leg.
1: Yeah, Act... I didn't Sorry, really think got, about it.
0: You got me on the active leak.
1: <laughs> the, the the uh. I didn't really think about it. The only thing I thought about is like, wow, it's a bold time of year to go commando, being so cold outside. But
2: we'll catch a draft down there for sure.
1: Oh, you don't even want to know what I caught down there.
2: AIDS. Um, it, was, it was
0: AIDS. Genital yeah, warts. Pr-
1: pretty much.
0: So that was Again, a, it. Was event- not I don't classifying
1: th- my that information.
0: I don't think shit in your pants though is like a symptom of co- like I had COVID, and I wasn't. That wasn't anywhere close to a symptom that I had, but who knows? I mean, like, there's a lot of symptoms out there, but
1: you want you want to know the symptoms of COVID? It's literally listed as everything could be a COVID symptom. It's I, it's dumb.
0: I see the CDC is doing well. They're uh, really taking those taxpayer dollars and just putting them to good use. Looking up
2: symptoms of COVID is a symptom of COVID. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Obviously, you got it. God just God end it. it right there. No, but. uh, the only other thing that happened is I survived my first uh southern winter storm down here. It was uh pretty interesting. People panicked. Grocery stores were literally emptied. there's everything was just bare, no bread, it's no milk, no nothing. Paper. I mean, who needs toilet paper? You do it <laughs> sounds like yeah, it there. definitely <laughs> sounds like Sean
0: brings up a good point. You should be using more toilet paper.
1: Sean, that's I'm going to need you jot is. some of these ideas down. <laughs> shoot, <laughs> shoot, me, shoot me an email. <laughs>
2: Hulk has a has a pants full of fucking... He goes to get some more toilet paper, and his worst nightmare has been realized. The shelves are empty. <laughs>
1: that's, yeah, the worst that's the... nightmare was I was walking in there with the pants by my ankles, just waddling down the aisle, just looking for the toilet paper. Like, hey, hey, this guy's got toilet paper here or something.
2: Oh Christ!
0: Uh-oh. Oh man! Fuck! Fuck you, bug
1: <laughs> No, my, my, uh, my ass is clean. <laughs> Look.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, shit! All right. Well, let's hop into this. Times. Sean, what have you been up to? It's been a long time since we've uh we've had you on the podcast here.
2: Uh, just working really from home. Um. You know, playing in sports as usual—hockey, dodgeball, that kind of thing.
1: That's good.
0: That's good. You, you I, you I, had re- I had a I, ref Hey, I had a ref, Sean, recently in a hockey game, and I didn't have to call a penalty on him. No. Yeah, but you, you kicked him out, right? No. I did. I, Sean, did I tell you about the other day I had to kick a goalie out of a game in a championship game? What would he do? He, there was a fight in front of his net, like two dudes going at it, and he left his crease and started swinging at him. But his team was up four nothing with a minute left in the second period, and I had to throw him out of the game in the championship.
2: And they, they lost, right? right?
0: No, his team still won. Cause it turned out that um the dude that we'll on their team, uh B. Okay. It it turns out the dude that was on their team that they dressed in goalie was actually a better goalie. What a twist. That yeah. Well, it's good to have That's you what back here, Sean. Breakers. It's actually probably good for Boog. Like, he's, he's getting some good pointers here. He could probably turn this ship around. I've been trying to steer him in the right direction, but I also like to watch the world burn, so <laughs> maybe not the best influence for Boog.
1: That is my asshole you're talking about.
2: <laughs> Boog, Boog lived through the real-life horror story.
1: Listen, my asshole was on fire all week long. I don't have to deal with this, man.
0: I heard you were optioning your story to uh, Blumhouse. For their next big horror franchise,
1: I'll give them anything they want.
2: More like bum house, the legend, the legend of leaky, <laughs> the legend of leaky ass, the legend of leaky bug, legend of leaky sphincter. Oh, Christ, are you, are you at least wearing pants right now, Boog? Pants. That's something else you're not gonna disclose. <laughs> you're not pants. wearing
0: disclose. Sean, I don't know if you listened to our last episode, but Boog's been on a real crass course. He didn't. He didn't dispute being a Nazi sympathizer last episode.
1: I no, I I did. I no, I <laughs> actually I listened to it the, just yeah. to confirm. I did. Yeah, but then you like were kind of like wishy washy <laughs> on
0: it. Like, uh, would you like to take this moment right now and would... just clear the airwaves?
1: Yes, I do not support, nor have I ever condoned the action, of the Nazi party and. The years between 1930 and 1945. What about ever? Why do you make this worse for yourself? This
0: is simple. You say, "I am not a Nazi." I would nor have I ever been a Nazi. Uh,
1: that information is classified. Jesus Christ!
0: It's... All right, Locking let's 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 move on. Let's fuck. It. That's one thing you don't want to fuck with on the internet, book or at all. If
1: anyone, the internet. If anything that I've learned in my short years of life... If anyone ever
0: asks you if you're a Nazi, you say you're not a Nazi.
1: No, if anyone asks you if you're god, you say yes. Yeah, that's Ghostbusters. This is real life. Ghostbusters is my life.
0: All right, <laughs> afraid of no ghost. I ain't afraid of no toast. All right, let's get into this movie before Boog digs even deeper.
1: Yeah, there's a toilet waiting.
0: <laughs> You're paying Let's just
1: say let's just say it knows what it does, it what it did, okay?
0: Oh Christ. All right. Alright, so Scream Five aka Scream aka Scream 2022. Uh basic setup for this movie. Twenty-five years after Billy Loomis and Stu Mocker terrorized the town of Woodsboro. A high schooler Tara Carpenter is home alone and texting her friend Amber Freeman. The landline rings and Tara answers only to be confronted by a sadistic caller who forces her to answer horror trivia by threatening Amber's life. When she gets a question wrong, Ghostface breaks into the house and attacks Tara, breaking her leg and stabbing her multiple times. Tara survives the attack but is badly wounded and it leads us into the events that unfold in this story. Um, We'll discuss some more in the pros and cons. Um, but not to go beat by beat there, but we'll talk about what it gets into, but that's the, I thought just from the beginning, the setup's a little bit different because normally at the beginning of a scream movie, uh, it opens with a kill and surprise the girl at the beginning doesn't die.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, kind of surprised by that.
0: It's different. Yeah. Different. A little different.
1: Good job. Different.
2: Loved how it opened with the phone ringing, though. The classic sound. Well, the, the one that I get, too, is like, it's a little bit weird. Is like, people
0: really don't have home phones, landlines anymore.
2: Right. Yeah. And that's why she texted her her friend and was like, the landline won't stop ringing.
0: That is a good point. That's something I did like about this movie, is that all of like the questionable, like, they explain the stuff that might seem out of place or like there's, there's an explanation, like logically there's explanations for most things. There's a couple things that I wrote down, um, that were just kind of like editing errors, but overall in general, like they make like a logical plot.
1: Right. Well, explain logic to this then who, who answers a, an unknown number. That is a good answers. Like I don't. Yeah. You don't. That's a good one. No.
2: Yeah. She did, uh, she did end the call the first time like she just hit decline on the landline and yeah and and answered it um i can't remember if it was because her friend might have suggested that it could have been like her mom's boyfriends.
0: yeah all right so before we get into pros and cons we'll just talk about the the cast here a little bit uh the di- directors writers um so it was directed by Matt Bettonelli Oakland and Tyler Gillette. Uh some some few movies you might have seen by them. Um Ready or Not, which was pretty good. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Um with Samara Weaving.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: I kinda I, I kind of recall just by the name.
0: So that she's like married into like a rich family, and they all try to kill her before like dawn. Like that's their thing. Uh, it's 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 actually a pretty well done movie. Uh, they also done did Southbound, and then um, a segment on the original VHS. Uh, collectively, they're known as the like creative team Radio Silence. And they do some like pretty cool shorts and stuff. Um, I thought as far as their direction, they did pretty good. I thought that as far as the sequels to Scream, that this one felt the most like a Scream movie.
2: Definitely better than Scream 4.
0: So, I guess let's talk about that for a second. How would you rate the Screams? Um, My personal ranking, I would go... um, The first one, obviously. like That's a no-brainer. And then I would go this one, second. And then I would go Scream Four, Scream Two, then Scream One. I I I thought Four was was pretty decent.
1: Uh, honestly and personally, I've actually never seen Scream Three and Four. I've seen One and Two, and just this never one. really, yeah, never really cared to watch Three or Four.
2: I go Scream One, Scream Two, Scream Twenty Twenty, then Scream Three, Scream. 4. I hated Scream 4. It it like you just said, like it, worse movie.
0: Worse than S- Scream 3 so bad though.
2: I could, there's parts of it that I really like. I really like the um like the whole when they're in the mansion and they're you know of course they all split up again. Uh and um yeah, there's a couple things like the kitchen exploding. I mean
0: it was that, just it,
2: it was it just didn't really feel like a scream movie, but yeah,
0: it was like more goofy um, and like. I still it, liked it, the and movie. if you know, like the the background behind the scenes stuff because of like the Columbine shooting and shit like that, like they completely changed how the script was going to play out, and they kind of like toned it down. Uh, but I guess that could lead us into another thing. Uh, this is by far the goriest scream. Like there was yeah. some brutality. like the stabs were like extra vicious. And, One in
2: particular, definitely.
0: And like when when the Terror at the beginning, when she's getting stabbed and turns around, like puts her hand up to stop him and he stabs through her hand, like that was like, oh fuck. Like this this like that's a good way to start the movie because they're like, This movie is not like pulling any punches.
2: Right. And you don't really haven't you don't really see that in a lot of horror films. Like people always like put their hands up and like try and like you know block someone from stabbing them or something and then it's always just like a struggle in this movie there is a bunch of times where they like they block the initial stab and then the killer two hands it and just continues pressing into them.
0: yeah that's that's something it's a lot
2: more realistic especially if someone puts their hand up while you're stabbing them it's gonna go through their hand
0: and that's something for from like a realistic standpoint like from watching a bunch of um
2: like uh, doc, like
0: Netflix documentaries and like true crime shit. Like you see, they always talk about like the the defensive wounds and shit on their hands. Yeah, and um, like this w- one of the few horror movies I've seen where they actually have that kind of stuff in there. There was just like a realism and brutality to their stabbings, and some of the stabbings were
2: just like overt. Like they kept going. <laughs> right, um, one of the most most famous you know, defensive injuries that they, you know, the investigators was the Manson murders. Um, the first victim before um, when they went to the Tate house, there was a kid leaving the uh, guest house. It was in his car and Tex Watson uh, had his gun to him and then had it pulled out a knife and it was went to stab him with the dude. Put up his uh, his hand, and, like basically sliced like half his hand off, and like sliced his forearm pretty good before shooting him four times. And hey,
0: we're, this won't be the last time we talk about the uh, Manson murders. We'll get, we'll get into that more because uh, <laughs> uh, that was Boog knows what I'm talking about. Like that was the Ooh, scene. Yeah. yeah, I when I got out of the movie, I I called Boog and I was like, I know you haven't seen it yet, um, and I can't talk about this scene without ruining it for you because you'll automatically like be able to guess who the killer is. But like, as soon as you see this movie, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about.
1: And as soon as I saw it, I called you and I was like, dude, what the fuck was that? That was a hundred percent taken from once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into
0: it. We'll get into it. But, uh,
1: yeah. So I actually, I actually do have one thing not to get too far Out of place here, but to go back to like the other Scream movies and whatnot. um, So I never watched the Scream TV series. Did this movie have any references to that? Did did that not that I'm aware? So I never like have an effect
0: in this. So I watched the three seasons of the Scream series. Um, First two are like their own contained thing, like they reference the murders a little bit, and then the last season was like a whole different group of people and it actually had like the classic ghost face mask in it. But those, um, never really, they don't really play into this at all. Also those that the TV series isn't worth your time. They, they fucking suck. (laughs)
1: That's why I never watched it. Are you telling me ghost isn't in the first two seasons of it?
0: No, it's like, if you look it up, it's like a cheap, like spray painted mask and it's a whole different like character. It's like, this dude, but it's someone else pretending to be a dude. Jeez.
2: I heard that it was like, someone told me that it was more like a murder mystery, like series.
0: Yeah, it's like a teen drama murder mystery. Which kind of, like, is a base of what Scream is, but Scream really isn't. It's like, uh, it's that on the surface, but like a step behind, that's like the meta commentary on horror and horror audiences. But, you know, right. people know that these are things people know, which is what made Scream Scream. That's what made Scream Scream, it's the but, ultimate '90s horror movie. Yeah, everyone was like jaded past like all of this whatever cynical shit, and they're like, "This is like Gen uh, they're X."
2: They're analyze everything, the motives while it's going on, and just everything. like Bug a- analyzed his pants when he had COVID.
1: And let's move on.
0: <laughs> Alright, so let's just talk about this cast real quick before we hop into full-on pros and cons. Uh, you had the three returning from the original. Um, well, f- for most of the series, because there is more original characters in it. Uh, Nev Campbell, Sidney Prescott, David Arquette is <laughs> Dealey Riley, and Courtney Cox is Gale Weathers. Um, Courtney who? Well, I was just thinking, because um when you made Fox that sound funny. effect I get it. nev nev, I get it. nev campbell still a smoke show and we're not being trying not trying to be the least sexy
2: like um, guys and girls yeah. like they yeah. were it was a pretty good looking cast all around yeah um,
0: courtney cox looks courtney, like she had some some bad facial work done she looks like someone took like silly putty and stretched it over their knee
2: oh, that is she's, so
1: mean. <laughs> she's she's kind of looked like that for what, ah, since Cor- two thousand seven. I, I mean, she's old, she's an older woman now, but Courtney Cox used to be
0: raw hot. Yeah. Um. David Arquette looks all like he's just drunk and like fucked up, but like that's kind of like David Arquette in real life. But he's awesome.
1: Now, I saw a picture of him on Google a couple years ago. He looked like a straight crackhead. Yeah. So whatever the hell they did to get him ready for this movie, hundred percent worth it. Turned him around.
0: Uh so they were- He
1: looked bad. They were
0: alcoholic in the yeah, movie. Yeah, well, I mean they they were great in their roles. Um, the as far as the story goes, I felt like they didn't really need Sydney and Gale in it,
2: but I, nah. I think
0: Dewey made sense. He he added more to it.
2: I think they could have done slightly more, and like I'll kind of explain about it more when you go into the Yeah, to,
0: to yeah the I call. feel like there are parts because they don't come into it until later on. Like yeah, Dewey's I... in it relatively early, but by the time that they come into play in Woodsboro, um they're kind of It just seems like that portion of the movie was like put on like fast forward. It was like rushed at that point.
2: Right. And I get it like the killer um obviously said no. That was part of the reasoning, place. yeah. And in that house again, but it it was a weird way to get there. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
0: Um, the new characters, uh, the basically the new main lead, Sam Carpenter, played by Melissa Barrera. Um, I know she's getting a lot of uh, flack online. Like they don't like her as a lead girl, and they said some of like her line delivery. I thought she did a pretty solid job um the way some of the lines are written and they're delivered i thought these directors paid a lot of attention to the original scream because if you go back and how nev campbell and her lines between billy loomis how they're delivered in the original scream they're kind of like intentionally cheesy and in soap opera like like if that makes sense like yeah I, I tell you go back and watch the original scream like that's they're intentionally done that way um and i so i i thought she did a, a solid job in this um and then she has the interesting um, aspect to her character that she is she found out when she was younger that's why she moved away that she was billy loomis's uh, illegitimate daughter and that was the killer from the original one played by Skeet Ulrich and she actually sees him visions of him throughout the movie telling her to kill and, and things like that so like it's kind of plain you think like maybe she might end up being a killer or maybe in a sequel she might be so there there was a little bit i don't know if i really like that aspect to her character um but it did add something a little bit different to it
2: i was thinking like partly about halfway through the, that maybe she was you know the second killer and just really didn't know it because she's like that's
0: stupid. i agree with you I, th- I thought that was that element that they were going to to play on that um i, I like the one scene um when they all, all like the the younger group of people they meet up um at the meeks's residence which uh reference to scream three has randy meeks's sister has two kids uh mindy meeks martin and um chad meeks martin played by jasmine savvy brown and mason gooding um they they meet up at their house to discuss like how they're going to be targeted by this killer uh dewey comes along as well and tries to like explain the roles and everything and when they're trying to talk it out and figure out who's the killer uh mindy says like i know who the killer is and everyone's like who and it's in, she points to to sam and everyone's like what and sam's look around like what the fuck?" and she looks at dewey and dewey looks over he's like well uh <laughs> i just think like any type of situation in the movie with dewey like he still has the comedy from like the original that works like he's just kind of like a goofy like yeah but it, it works you know like that goofy could come off like stupid it like really doesn't come off stupid with it. Yeah. it comes off as authentic and like genuine a genuine doofus. Yeah, doofy. Um, so you had those two characters. You have, at the beginning, Jenna Ortega plays Tara Carpenter. I thought her acting was strong. Um, like, when how she finds out she didn't know that the reason her sister left is her sister found out that they she has a different dad, and the dad was the killer. Um, and the issues that she was having... Um, in the way that they wrote that in the script, I thought was pretty strong too. When she was saying like, "I'm not mad that you didn't tell me like your dad was the killer," like I'm mad that you just left me here. And I was like, "And like her acting on that was really good." So, uh, as far as moving forward in the series, because she survives, like I I think she, like she's strong as like a dual lead with her sister there. Uh, you had Dylan Minton playing Wes Hicks, who is the son um, from the last movie, Judy Hicks. Uh, who is now? Uh, I guess did I think they made her the lead sheriff after Dewey retired, but she she's a cop, played by Marley Shelton. She uh, apparently survived Scream Four, if I remember. Oh yeah, at the end of, she like sits up like oh I made it.
2: Yeah, she's also Wendy Peppercorn.
0: Is that real life?
2: Yeah, that's she played the. Uh, yeah, in. Uh, in San Sandlot, L- God, wow. She played Wendy Peppercorn. Wow.
0: Would you look at that?
2: Yeah, and obviously Mason Gooding. I can't tell by it. when you watch the movie that's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son.
0: Ah, they makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> just like him. So overall, um, I think the majority of the cast that were like, so this is something that works in this Scream movie, and not so much Scream Four. So, like, what they def is a definite improvement in this one is they introduced a new cast of characters in. Overall, the majority of these characters were likable, you
2: know, like you actually cared if they died or not. Right. And uh, they were a little bit smarter than everybody in the um, compared to the other Scream films. Like, yeah, they were more aware that. Yeah, there's a killer loose, Um, you know, they at least made commentary about, you know, sticking together, not splitting up. Uh,
0: I, I like that a lot like in the party when um Mindy goes down to the basement with Amber Freeman played by Mikey Madison, who um the only other movie I know that she was in was in uh Quentin Tarantino's once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, but so they go down in the basement and then they're both like savvy to like how the horror killers and work and they're like, testing each other like are you the killer like and the ones like well I, I'm not worried about the killer because I am the killer and it's like no but like it, it was it's just done like intelligently yeah. and I, I appreciated that
2: I was kind of like you know on like legitimately on the edge of my seat during that because I was like because this would be like it, would it be was, kind of, it was like I, halfway
0: it was like yeah there was still like a lot of time in the movie left and I was like they're not gonna like reveal it this early I was like oh fuck
2: but yeah I mean it wouldn't have been bad to reveal one of them that early, especially um, you don't see uh, the killer make a kill uh, without the costume on before the reveal, and I thought that's what they were going to do in this movie, and they kind of did do that later, so that's why I really yeah. like, but I thought that's what they were going to do there, just, you know, since there's no point of wearing a costume if it's just you two down there, like, why not just, you know, up and stab you know, one of them. Yeah, so... That, that was a good scene in the basement.
0: Yeah, so two more uh, cast, cast members here before we hop into full-on pros and cons. Uh, big one. I think that he was my favorite cast member of the whole thing. Jack Quaid. Uh, Dennis Quaid's son as Richie Kirsch. Uh, I thought his lines were hilarious. His delivery. Um, and... Uh, just overall yeah just the way his Including act his
2: boyfriend
0: yeah and he sold it and there's so many times so spoiler the killers are jack quaid's character richie kirsch and mikey madison's character amber freeman um but there's so many times when you're like oh fuck he like he has to be a killer but then they find a way to be like no no he's not and you're like okay and then you just stop suspecting them all so at the end, when it's revealed that he is by turning and stabbing um, Sarah Carpenter, it's you're just like, oh, fuck, like he is the killer.
2: Right. And, and, and then you're like, like, oh, fuck, then he's going to, yeah. It's always the boyfriend.
0: Yeah. I like that.
2: It was the boyfriend and the best friend. And yeah.
0: I like that de- delivery too, because he was like, there's a scene earlier in the movie when, um, when Richie and Sarah go and meet with Dewey, when this first is going on, like they need to like help on someone that's going to know the situation. And like, Dewey lays it out, like blatantly. He says, he's like, your boyfriend's like the killer. Like he's (laughs) like, and then when, when Richie's like, he's like, yeah, I thought that fucking idiot just blew it for me
2: right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, uh, so they, they have the the commentary on that, you know, in like every Scream film, you know, it's always the boyfriend. And I stopped suspecting him in the movie because just like since Scream 2, um, they referenced the meta, you know, Scream movie, Stab, you know, based off the movies, based off of Gail Weathers' book. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in Scream 2, 3, um, they reference heavily on the stab movies that it's like a recreation of the stab movies. And they were kind of doing the same thing. That was basically the plot for this one. Um, the opening scene, he was, uh, quizzing her on stab trivia. So, you know, it wasn't just ordinary, like real. Yeah. You know, that's like, like meta. that's
0: like, we talked to be- yeah. what did you say at the beginning book? Like ultra meta,
1: ultra meta.
2: Exactly. Ultra so I stopped suspecting, um, Jack Quaid's character, um, when he said he didn't see the stab movies because I was like, all right, so he's not the killer because how would, why would he, how would he be created? So there was
0: the different scenes. Like I middle. would, st- yeah, I would stop. I would stop suspecting and then I'd start again. Like, um, when Sarah and Dewey are rushing to the, to the hospital that Tara's in after Wes gets murdered and, um, Jack randomly shows up there first on his own. And he was like, Oh, Sarah called me on the way. Like, like, to come get you. And then, like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, she was on the phone with Ghostface that whole time. Like, there's no way. And then after, like, so I, I watched this movie twice. And if if you think about it right there, you already know that Jack's the killer. Because Sarah's whole thing to get the drop on Ghostface when she comes in was to keep Ghostface on the phone. So that they they could distract him. And then they come through the elevator and, sh- and shoot him. Right? It But... Jack's statement said that Sarah called me and told me to get here. Sarah never left the phone with Ghostface, so there would have been no reason like, but you forget about that because he gets stabbed in that scene, like just the way they set it up, and like they told you he was the killer, basically from the beginning, and then like they do such a good job of making you think he's not the killer that when it is revealed he's the killer, you're really like, "Oh fuck, they got me
2: right, yeah.
1: Um, he, and, the, to, and the, me, to me, honestly, he was one character that I wish kind of died. Really? Yeah. On So, like, so like, I was I, upset that I he died. I was, I was okay with it. Because his I lines could, were like,
0: I, li- I like him as an actor yeah, too. Like Have you was, watched The Boys? The Boys is a good show.
1: Honestly, I haven't. But I, like, so I liked his role. I liked his, his like, his his lines were great. He delivered them great. Overall, great performance. But. It, to a certain point to me, like I just got annoyed with them and I was like, All right, this guy. Like the boyfriend, okay, I get that you know most likely that's gonna be who the killer is and I get that's a good way to progress a story and tell the story and you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But honestly I just got annoyed with him and I was like, All right, this guy, I'm hoping he's next and then every time they showed another kill and it wasn't him, and I was like, Oh, come on, next one. Next one's gonna be him, you know? He was the one character I was like, This guy, kill him. Please just kill him. I, so I, I, so the, I character for,
0: the character for me that was like that is the, the last, like, main cast character here that we got to go. Sonia Amar as Liv McKenzie. That's the one for me that I was like, just, just kill her off already. And, like, I hope she doesn't turn out to be the killer. Because um, she was, like, kind of in the background of this movie. Like, she's introduced at the beginning, then kind of, like, goes away. Her, like past like fling that's like stalking her he's the first one technically to die and then like she's acting real weird at the party at the end and then it just like they set it up as almost like as a red herring for you to think she's the killer but like just her character really wasn't developed of all of them because the rest of them they were and they were likable characters and you're just kind of like i hope she doesn't make it
1: yeah she was just a background character It, it was Every time she was in it, it was like, who is this bitch? All right, what was, is she like, doing here? Thing. Why is she relevant?
2: Yeah, she was... I thought they were, like, kind of using... They tried to use her as, like, the setup character yeah. for a motive why um, her boyfriend would be the killer. Because um, in the beginning, he had bruises all on his arms and stuff because...
0: Yeah, and he um, even...
2: The first girl like fought him back and everything, so he had bruises on. He's like, "Oh, I'm a football player, so yeah, it'd be easy to pass off." But. Yeah,
0: so there is a point. I thought him. So the two the two Meeks siblings, the niece and nephew of Randy Meeks, Jamie Kennedy right. from the original, I thought they might have turned out to be the killers because they're very knowledgeable on it. Obviously, it runs in their family to to be familiar with this. Um, but I, I like both of their characters. I, especially Mindy. Like I thought I thought like she was funny, like the way she was like, Yeah, you're like like to different people, like, yeah, you're pretty much dead. Like when her yeah. brother was gonna go out to meet the the one chick was gonna go out to uh meet the that live girl outside and she's like, you know like there's a killer out there, like, you're gonna get killed, like, at least take a weapon. And he takes, like, a lamp. Like, just he the way the that she... Did, yeah. He
2: He so, took a candlestick like it was Clue.
0: So, and, this is... Having seen the movie twice, there's two instances in the movie where there's editing errors that, that kind of, like, ticked me off. But they're just little things. So, that candlestick... The way – and I know the, the way that this happened because they filmed multiple scenes with different people and they had multiple scripts so that no one really actually knew until the movie came out who the killers were. Um But – so he takes that candlestick out with him outside, like, right?
2: Yeah.
0: When the shit starts going down in the house again after he's already been stabbed and outside, the candlestick's there again and someone else picks it up.
2: Right, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Now uh, you said it. Yeah. And the the other editing error
0: was when they were driving to the hospital, it went from daytime to nighttime, and then when they got to the hospital it was daytime again. Huh. And Woodsboro it's not that big. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that's a little things, but it's i I mean I let it go. But I understand editing can be a tough book. You wouldn't know anything about it.
1: Mm, I'd like to.
2: <laughs> right, yeah. And like you said, like Mindy, um Mindy Meeks, she did a real good job just like, you know, like her uncle. Like she's commentating on the do's and don'ts of when there's a killer on a loose. Yeah, and uh, it's
0: it's uh, not even like the...
2: the basement. She's like, Don't go in the basement by yourself. So the guy asked him, it was like, Do you wanna come with me? She's like, No. <laughs> no yeah.
0: That's so that's something I, I liked as as well as like comparing it to Scream Four where they're um like, movie-knowledgeable characters, like Hay- Hayden Panettiere's character and um uh Macaulay Culkin's brother, whatever, they're, like, the two movie nerds or whatever, and, like, they do that, but they deliver it, and, like, their delivery is, like, too condescending and stuff, like, hers is kind of, but it's, like, more lighthearted, like, she has the right
2: delivery on it that makes it work. If that right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Another funny one when, uh, um, Jack Quaid's character, uh, the boyfriend, when he was also, when he was leaving the room to go, you know, in the basement, he was like, I'll be back. And then he like uh, cuts Cindy himself him off with yeah. at each other. And they just like laughed like, ah, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> the, it. The, I
0: said it though. <laughs> the whole movie theater. Like, There's two parts in the movie. So let's, let's hop into the pros and cons now. So we can really get into these. There's two scenes in, in my theater that, um, where like it it really hit for people. It was that one. Everyone was busting up laughing because every that's the class. I mean, yeah. how how often so the
2: actors had I, and I, the I had the same reaction as the viewers? Like ah yeah, <laughs> I I would be
0: lying if I don't use the Matthew Lillard. The I'll be right back. I use that maybe once a week, if same. not more.
2: <laughs> yeah. anytime I go anywhere, I say that.
0: Um, uh, and then the other one was what we were heavily referencing earlier. Madison, Mikey Madison's character, Amber Freeman. She's one of the killers. Uh, Gail Weathers and, uh, Sydney Prescott end up fucking her up, throwing hand sanitizer on her and light her on fire with the stove. And she's on fire screaming. And that's exactly how she died in once upon a time in, um, in Hollywood, the Tarantino film and like when she got bumped back and the, the stove came on, the audience was like, they're not gonna do it, like, because people recognize her from that movie, very popular movie. And I'm thinking to myself, and sitting in my seat, I'm like, "They're not gonna do it, are they?" And then they light her on fire, and she stands up screaming exactly how she did in that movie. And the the theater loved it; they were cheering. Like I was just like, "Fuck yeah!" I was like, "I can't believe the the filmmakers had the balls to do this." Like I was like, "I love it."
2: Right, and it played in, you know, with the whole, you know. Covid commentary and everything like the hand course, sanitizer, like, like, yeah. yeah. It's not that weird that someone have a big jug of hand sanitizer. Not at kidding. all, yeah, yeah. Uh, once I saw it gooped on her face, still while she was fighting, I was like, okay, that's they're gonna set her on fire somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: So pros and cons. Sorry, right, book. What do you got? What do you got for us here?
1: Uh, pro. Hilarious how they just explained uh the name of the, the movie. How they just kept bickering back and forth and are like, no, it can't be it can't be one, two, and three, and then whatever. You know, like I thought that whole scene of them just like going through the details was absolutely gold.
0: Like how they named it like they were talking about it, like in reference to Stab 8 just being called yeah. Stab. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. So, going back to the end of our last episode, like I was wanting to get into it and I held off. But, like, that's one of my pet peeves is like Halloween that came out in 2018. They just named it Halloween and it's a sequel to the movie Halloween. It's like, come on, just name it something. Like, at least Halloween right. kills is Halloween kills. But,. Um, they said that in the I, movie too. Like I still they, I still yeah. yeah I still hate that it's it's titled Scream,
2: but like at right. least they make it make sense, you know. They commented on there like just call yeah. it Stab Eight. Everyone knows it's Stab Eight. <laughs> just like this. It's Scream Five. Just call it Scream Five. But I,
0: I like too that those those YouTube actors that they have in there, I watch that dude's videos, uh, him and his wife, James A. Denise, they have dead meat and then they do the kill counts. Like, I like that they added those guys in. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then I didn't catch it in the movie, but then I've seen this, the screenshots afterwards. The YouTube movie suggestions on the side, or uh, the video suggestions, are pretty wild as far as what they could do with sequels. So in the different videos, it was like, interview with Survivor, Kirby, whatever her name is. So Hayden Panettiere in Scream 4, it turns out she survived. And then there was some other video, and the bottom one is, like, Conspiracy Theory Mysteries, is Stu Mocker, the killer, the Woodsboro killer, still alive? So they could play on that, where Stu, like, faked his death at the end of the original one, which, that'd be wild. I would love, I mean, it would. you'd have to make it work logically, but I would love to have uh, Matthew Lillard back in the series.
2: That'd be hard, too, because would they they would all have to make it where that nobody knew that he survived. Yeah. in every other scream since. So this isn't
0: a pro or con, like... but the way things were playing out, I think if they do a sequel, we might find out that there was a third killer the whole time because the way that that hospital scene played out with with uh, Richie being there, and obviously the other killer could have been Amber, but uh, just timing and and stuff like I I think there might have been a, secretly a third killer in this movie.
2: Um, I wouldn't doubt it. I think also, um, maybe the third kill. I don't know who they would have killed though. Besides maybe that random guy that outside the bar. Like who would be who would have
0: killed who? Yeah, I think it would be who would have killed whom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't. That's it's just something a little you. But like that's that's something that I like because it's been since the original Scream movie really where they actually make you you think about it and the reveals don't suck. Like I thought the reveals were cool. Uh, a con for me, and it's not necessarily. I don't have an issue with the killer's motives in this one because it makes sense because obviously we're on the internet and we see how toxic fandom is and like how it can generate like the different different types of hates and they're like people like threatening people and stuff like that um yeah. but i didn't think it was like that super strong of a reason why they did it like that's a lot to go through then but i mean i guess if you get enough to range people together um but I, I did, like, the reveals of how they revealed, like, who the killers were. And I, I thought it was a pretty cool scene. Um, and it was a little bit different. Like, when she, when uh, Amber pulls out the gun and shoots, it's like, welcome to the third act. And then just shoots them. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, but there's a con that kind of goes around with that that scene. Like, around that time in the scene, there was a couple camera edits that I didn't like when they would, would, like, there was one when the person was like, you're in, you're in, uh, Stu Mocker's old house and the camera zooms out. Like, I was cool with the camera zooming out, like, that's a cool shot, but then you didn't have to tilt the camera. It's like a little thing, but I didn't like that. Like, that's like a a design choice that they made. Like, you could have the zoom out when (laughs) when they realized, but when, like, the camera tilts, it was like, that's kind of dumb. Yeah. Alright, so Any what
2: more and cons from Boog?
0: Oh, I know Boog got a list, dude. He was focused this week. Alright,
1: nothing better to do.
0: Well, try not to shoot your pants. Maybe put that on
1: the list next time. <laughs> uh I gotta put a reminder on my phone for that one for later. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, actually, I have a con. I guess you could say it's a con. It's kind of my big change for the movie. So instead of uh Instead of Dewey getting killed, um, I actually would have liked, like, he would have resisted not coming back, not helping, uh, not helping uh, Sam as much, you know, and I would rather had uh, Courtney Cox or Gail's character, you know, Gail killed there, and then as soon as Dewey saw that, then he like, oh shit, you know, like, fuck this, like, I I gotta come out, like, I gotta help out, like, I would rather have them... Reversal roles like I get like Gail had a bigger role in the overall like franchise of it but to me Dewey was like Dewey was the star of this he's he he like he he was hilarious he was on point he really like reprised his role on like he was the the x-factor in my opinion of this yeah I think I think if they switched the roles and had him in it longer and, like, it would have made more sense to me, and I, I thought I would have enjoyed that more. Yeah, so I, it,
0: I agree with you uh, on that. I um I think he's the glue that kept it together, and if you were going to do a sequel on this one, I know that something they said is, like, they didn't design this movie to just be, like, a two-hour trailer for, like, sequels. They, like, made a contained story in it. Like, but if you were going to carry on, I like Dewey and, like, the mentor or, like, the, like... Um, what's like almost like a loomis in halloween like a character like an old grizzled, like he's been through this like because he definitely helped the kids and he's knowledgeable on how to survive well up until this one a uh ghost face attack um and i i just i've never really gave that much uh about like attention about like gale Weather, so like that would have been but i i get why it makes sense because their past story how she got a morning show job. He tried to move up there, but like he didn't feel like he fit in, and then he left her. And just like to make their whole story arc come together, it makes sense that he died there. Uh, yeah. But I definitely would have rather seen him live because I think he fit. And if you, especially if you're going to move forward with the series, he fit that mentor for like the new cast role. Um, but I I think it would actually to me hurts the series is that they keep bringing back the same characters like sydney prescott gail weathers dewey like just they keep bringing them back into it, and it's like um Dewey. even that's another a smart um thing they bring up in the movie is dewey says like don't if, like just if you stay away from sydney prescott like if you want to live just stay away from sydney prescott like and that's that's something. If you go back to Halloween in the series, what they did with that, where in the new continuity, Jamie Lee Curtis isn't Michael Myers' sister, because that kind of took a little bit away from like the scariness of Michael Myers. Because if you, if if he's only just trying to chase down his sister, if you just stay away from her, then it doesn't matter that Michael Myers is this creepy bogeyman, you know? So mm-hmm. like. In the Scream movies, like, if you just don't go near Sidney Prescott, then you're not getting killed.
1: Um, Didn't someone go after Michael Myers with an iron?
0: That was in the new one, yeah.
1: Mm, okay.
0: They they all ended up dead. Just
1: checking all- my memory. I lost a lot of fluids this week.
2: <laughs> you're dehydrated. Um, Kind of commenting on, like, bringing in Campbell and talks and all that. Um, they did like touch on it too in the, when they were all in the living room um, explaining that it's not quite a sequel, not quite a reboot. I forget what word they were calling it. A, a requel.
0: But I don't a know requel. why they didn't say like... A what... Yeah, but like that's the the term that people use online, I think it sounds better is a Lego sequel. Because it's technically a sequel but it brings back old characters so it makes you feel like the nostalgia and it pulls it together. It's almost like a cheap cop out to trick you into thinking like, oh, yeah, this is like this is like a worthwhile sequel and it really doesn't do anything like think uh, the Force Awakens in Star Wars. When that first came out, it tricked everyone to think like, oh, yeah, this is a quality Star Wars sequel. When the truth is it was literally like a beat for beat remake of A New Hope. But yeah, I would have went with the term legacy, but but I, I do like how they they reference that. Like that's there was some very smart writing in this movie, um, which I didn't even think we give a shout out to uh, the writers here. Uh,
1: Ooh, writer James, A
0: and writer B. James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick, as well as obviously Kevin Williamson from the originals. He got a nod because he created the characters. Um well, you? That that brings now thinking about the characters a little bit more. That does bring up a con. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I liked. It was cool seeing Billy Loomis again, Skeet Ulrich's character, um, in Sam Carpenter's Visions. Uh, but it it kind of like felt out of place in the movie. Like when they would have her looking in the mirror and seeing him, um, and then also it was just weird that she saw him how he was. When he died, like, I don't think she would have any reference of that.
2: I think his ghost would put on a different shirt. Dude,
0: white teas, man. You can't go wrong with that. The bloody white tee. <laughs> it's not blood, dude. That's uh, corn syrup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what they want you to
0: think. <laughs> it gets in the first screen.
1: <laughs> Again, my memory I... is really bad right now. Yeah, I don't.
2: I mean, they use pig's blood in Carrie.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, dude, that's another reference I use. All we all go a little mad sometimes. Psycho. Yeah,
2: that was like um, that's
0: the 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 original scream is like so quotable. Like honestly, and it's it may have to do with as far as like where my the point in my life. Like I saw the first scream when it first came out on VHS. Like my uncle had it. I sat down. I watched it. Like I was. It's like 6 years old which is obviously a little bit too early to be watching scream but like it had such an impact on like my love of like the horror genre like scream the original scream like holds a very special place for me yeah. um but like i've seen that movie so that's it's it's in a top top 10 of my all time favorite horror movies um that it, it's one of the few I, movies I, I that movie. it's one of the few horror movies that's when um uh, like I could just watch it every time it's on. What would your What would your what, Hey, th- uh, this is a great time for this, Sean. What's your favorite
2: scary movie? It's Halloween, and then second would be Scream.
0: <laughs> uh, that is a, that is a good choice. The original Halloween.
2: Yeah, Scream still scares me. Like it still spooks the shit out of me when I watch it. Cause like there's just certain things. Like when he's running in, across in the kitchen, she's like looking through the window. Uh, when she looks back through the window and he's, like, turned around or he so, turns around. Like, there's just a bunch of stuff in it that still, like, it spooks me. So that's
0: uh, that's another good um thing to bring up. Like, we didn't really talk about Roger L. Jackson, the, the voice of Ghostface. They obviously got him back. But I think something that they did very well compared to the other sequels is they really let him... They gave him the space to work. Like, when he was on the phone calls, they let him, like, be Ghostface again. It wasn't, like, these short, quick, little bursts. Like, he actually got to talk, and he stayed on the line. Mm-hmm. I I really liked some of the lines that they had in this one. Um, like, when Deputy Hicks was trying to rush back to her house, because Ghostface was on the line, it was like, how, how about I'll come down to the station, and I'll give you every detail of how I killed your baby boy. I was like, dude, that's classic Ghostface. You did it. Right.
2: <laughs> a big part of scream is um ghostface uh you know it's like the psychological you know scare like he's scaring the victims before he kills them via you know the phone call um and that's something that the other screams were missing and this one it was just like the original like
1: yeah
0: that's that's when i said e- that's like when i said earlier like this this felt the closest to the original scream of any of the sequels to me all right, what else you got on your little list there, Boog? Uh,
1: what else do I have here? Uh, I
0: thought of one. Well,
1: uh, I, okay, go
0: ahead. No, I was just going to short one. I, I like the, the music soundtrack that they used on this one. was was pretty good. Um, They found a way to work in uh the one song from the first scream that everyone loved the red right hand Oh, yeah when uh that dude was getting killed outside of his car and it was playing like i like that cuz that song's cool as hell
2: that was um,
0: good. i like the ending song too i forget i looked it up after i left it was like a like a pop punk style song that was playing it was pretty good um but yeah i thought the sound design was really good um particularly There was a lot of fake out scares when Wes was going through his kitchen, like opening his fridge door, and he thought he was going to close it. The killer was going to be there, or he's going to round the corner.
2: Five times in one
0: scene. (laughs) Yeah, the the audience when I that I was at, they they were laughing at that too. But I liked that they had the sound cues right, and it was like normally the jump out, like like the fake out scares, it's like a groan. You're like, okay, I know. But like they they had fun with it. Like that's something they had in this movie. Like they you could tell that they enjoyed the source material they were true fans and that they they just had fun making this movie yeah for
2: sure
1: right, yeah we're... one one thing that i was absolutely dying at was uh sydney prescott when she was like hunting for the uh the killer she was not giving two fucking shits just Sees a door and just starts shooting the door. I was fucking dying at that. Yeah, I like I that. I for how sure was... thought that they were just gonna open up and it's just gonna be like a random teenager that she just fucking shot in the forehead. She was like, it could have been a killer. I don't know. Well she did Let's go she, to the next door. She did shoot that jack dude in the leg. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was dying at that just because I, th- I thought it was. But that's that's absolutely where, where hilarious.
0: His, that's where his line delivery was great too. She's like, "What the hell are you doing in there?" He's like, "She's like there." He's like, "There is a killer out there."
2: <laughs> yeah, and she hung up on the on the killer on the phone too. Yeah. Like, I got you in the house. Like, all right. <laughs> that was like she.
0: She didn't, yeah. Like she's been through this four times before, and she's just already knows. Like I do not give a shit. Like when she rolled up to the house, and like this is after we already knew that Amber was a killer. She came out and pretended like the the killer's inside, and then she looks over at gail and she's like, "Nope," and just starts shooting at her. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like yeah, she... they look,
2: they're like, "What do you think?" She was like, like "Seems fake."
0: <laughs> see, I would have liked it better because that was kind of cheesy there. Instead of saying like, "What do you think?" If she would have just shot at her like instantly. Yeah, but uh, like over it's just overall like I the biggest pro for me is they told like a good scream story, and they're like the plot for the most part logically worked, and, and like that's what you need for a good scream movie.
2: Sort of made sense. Yeah. Uh. That was kind of, like, one of my cons, was the, the killer's mode, pretty
0: late. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. It was, like, I was cool with the reveals and who the killers were, but, like, it's kind of a tenuous,
2: like, week, like, that they're... You met on a subreddit? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All
0: right. Do that. Let me tell you, the, the horror subreddit is fucking hardcore. I'll tell you this right now. It is. I tried when we first started the podcast to like get um, Horror Vision to be like a uh, like a mainstay on on the horror subreddit and like post things and stuff like that and I killed that in about one day because someone posted about like what's like an overrated horror movie that people love that you don't enjoy and it was uh, I someone uh, someone said something and I posted like the wicker man and people fucking just were losing their mind. I got like negative 67 karma. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa. I guess like fuck Reddit, like where <laughs> the podcast is not going to have a presence on that. So yeah, I can see there's some like fanatical people out there, but it is tenuous that you would go through all that trouble to like,
1: you want to know what movie I want to put for an overrated horror movie that people love? what the babadook
0: oh that's that is a good point i do i did like how they joked about elevated horror and stuff like that yeah um like i appreciate hereditary it's a a well-made film and in midsummer um but i thought the babadook was absolute fucking trash
1: oh i could not stop fucking like i get i get those so bad
0: i get the point and the ideas that they were trying to convey in the Babadook, I didn't think they did a good job doing it, and people just like sucked it off because it was like it's elevated horror. But I, I, that's another smart thing about this movie is it understands where the genre is now, and they have they made funny commentary on it, and that in essence is what Scream is really about. It captured like what it means to be a Scream movie.
2: Exactly, absolutely terrifying.
0: All right. Well, we went through uh, a lot of stuff there. Do you guys are you ready for ratings and recommendations?
2: I got some. Uh, I got some. I wanted to touch on a few more uh, pros. Yeah, yeah,
0: touch up on them, dog.
2: Get on touch off them, up there. Hey, I, touch I I did like do it, touch it. Touch it. <laughs>
1: Enjoy it. I did like touch the, us uh, more.
2: obviously With, like how it. very meta it was, oh. and um, especially like when it came to like the lighting as well they made a comment about how um, 90 horror movies were just one overlit uh, soundstage, sound stage basically um, that is, is true so hilarious that and, is a problem uh, you know, with 90s horror it.
0: is like 90s horror was almost too hollywood it was too
2: clean exactly and then when you like you know when they make that comment and then you go back look at the you know this scream movie It is a very dim lit, like. Yeah, it was darker. Movie. Like, even when they're inside, like, normally and normally, it's it's still lit up. But, like, I'm actually glad you
0: did that. You did bring up another con for me. So, I get it. They showed that in the hospital scene there, that Ghostface killed the one security guard that was watching uh, Tara. Um,. But, like, where the fuck is the rest of the staff or any other that's patients? Like, it was like she was the only one in the whole entire hospital. And, I, I, and I get it. Woodsboro's, mom. like, a small town, but it's very rich in that area, like, community. Like, they would have a real nice hospital. Like, look at the hospital around us here. Like, the one that they just built over in Wexford is, like... My sister just gave birth at that hospital. <laughs> hey, congratulations. You're an uncle. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah like, that, that's that hospital is insane. Mom. And we're, like, honestly, if you really think about it, like... Where we grew up is kind of like Woodsboro.
2: I don't know about that, but like that's my biggest con. And in this movie, was that hospital cliche. And I hate it in every horror movie. I hate when the lights go out in a hospital. If a light goes out in a hospital, they have emergency lighting. Yeah. Emergency lights. Not only that, it's super well lit. Okay. Like, super well lit. People are all over the place. Um, They did say they did kind of cover their tracks with why she was alone they said that they will put after the attack in the break room that they will put her in um they put her sister on a private floor so okay it was a private okay floor. yeah you're right they that do, does make that sense however this is like you know right after covid our hospitals are full so there's no fucking private floor for that. But the
0: thing is, even even say there is a private floor, like, there has to it's, be some yeah. staff. You have to be staff. So. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like, who's who's her nurse? Where is she? And number two, like, why are all the lights off? Even like, at nighttime, when you know, on floors, especially with like elderly people, they do like, turn out some lights, but it's still super well lit. And I hate that in a lot of horror movies. They did in a lot and a bunch of Halloweens as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Never dark in a hospital. Not like that. And it's never empty. Not like that. Uh,
1: the only...
0: I mean, the only time I've seen a hospital dark like that is... Um, when I was younger. Um, so, my mom's a nurse. She was a nurse back then. Um, I don't know. There was... The, the hospital she worked wa- <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> so uh the the one section of hospital was under construction and you had to go through the the part of the floor that was under construction to get to the other part where they moved the patients to yeah. and like that part was like they had like the plastic tarps where they're doing the construction and like the lights and stuff but it was just a small section that was like darked out but the rest of the hospital had like well lit
2: yeah, I didn't like both of any of those. Like the, the break room attack on, um, on Sam was stupid. Like you're in a hospital. It's they actually it's, the hospital was actually well lit at that point. Yeah, and it's and that's insanely just too run ba- out, two balls. too so
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Same thing. Another con was the um when um. Deputy Judy got murdered in broad daylight, like, at 1 p.m. on her doorstep.
0: Yeah, but I kind of like that because I wasn't expecting that.
2: I – her – she left – first of all, when she left her, she left the – her lights on, on the – on her squad car. So her son, you'd be able to see that, like, through the windows. Like, you know, it's kind of, like, catches your eye whenever, like, police lights or any emergency vehicle's lights are, like, on because it reflects off stuff and it's blinking. Um, so, you know, he would have definitely, in real life, like, somebody would have definitely, like, caught, like, he would have just looked out the window a lot sooner. Um, yeah. But I, I just didn't, the way it just looked weird, like the ghost face uh, costume out in broad daylight killing somebody. Um, I would have liked it, like, if, you know, I like how he, like, surprised her. If it would was a quicker kill and stuff, and like maybe like dragged her away or something, and then finish her. Like I would have been alright with it, but the fact that it was just like straight on her doorstep with her lights on and everything, um, it was it was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I I did like though they kind of made up for it when her son was about to like open the front door, and you know, you know that as soon as he opens the front door, he's either a going to see his mom right there like dead, or you know maybe the killer um, booby trapped her in a way where she'll like come swinging you know, at him when he opens the door and it was just a real tense build up and instead of opening the door he just shuts it and locks it. <laughs> uh, that was hilarious and then the, the jump scare he turns around and the and the dude's behind him. Um yeah, I, I didn't like Yeah, the, and then the he gets stabbed or, right okay. through the
0: face. Like that's brutal.
2: Yeah, that was that was one of the pros. Like the kills were super super good in this movie. That was the most gruesome kill in, I think in any screen movie. Like you see yeah. like the blade or, or even even like
0: when um Sam kills Richie like at the end. Um like before she slits his throat, she stabs him like what like 30 fucking times. I thought someone was gonna come and like oh. stop or like, yo, like it's like the that's the Simpson scene, like
2: he's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um definitely kills were awesome in this. Movie. Um hand hand oh, knife through hand, knife through the neck. Like it's rare in horror movies to see the entry and exit wound in one shot. normally yeah they pan away their body it'll just have the shot of their back and you just see the blade coming through their back but you don't see it like the entry point that side of the neck was disgusting yeah that was brutal (laughs) but it was good i I love that um and uh another pro was characters were smarter you finally saw a group of people actually actively try to get the hell out of Woodsboro. Um, yeah, you
0: never like see that in a horror movie, back. and I like that a lot when she's like, uh, with all due respect, like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. But then, but then they had like a
2: guy in Scream 2. Yeah, yeah, he was smart. He came back at the um,
0: end. Yeah, he was smart. Yeah, but then, so they, then they go not have, have a party. Him. Yeah, but like, yeah. it makes sense because it was a setup, because the killer's the one that threw the party, and the other killer's the one that like, came up with an idea to get the other two at the party. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He took her and like, he had her inhaler. Yeah. Um, but I like, I, that's what another reason the misdirection. I definitely didn't think it. he was the killer because when they said we got to go get her inhaler, he's like, what? No. Yeah, no like, way. Yeah. Not a yeah. That's a good way of them doing it. Like, he's like, we got We're getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, um, they were smarter characters. Um, you know, especially, uh, the meek, um, Meek brother and sisters, uh, Mindy. She was super smart, obviously, commentating on, you know, the rules of everything. Um, Funny, another funny part where she's saying, behind you, just like her uncle was. Oh, yeah, and the turn around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, and then I guess my last pro, it's not really a pro, but it was just something that I picked up on that I thought was hilarious. When uh, Tara is in the hospital on that floor by herself with all the lights out. Uh, She is watching an episode of Dawson's Creek, which I know the exact episode it is because it's my favorite Dawson's Creek episode. Uh, It's, um, it's the name of the episode is, it's called the scare and the synopsis of the episode, it's Friday the 13th and they're doing like a seance in Dawson's house and the lights go out and there's like a bunch, it's like the scariest Dawson's Creek episode, but it's really not that scary, but it kind of is, um. I went back not too long ago, like a year or two ago, and rewatched all of Dawson's Creek. I bad. didn't like.
0: I don't like Dawson's
2: Creek, but I do like James Vanderbeek because of yeah, uh, so, Friday Night Lights. So it was pretty funny. <laughs> I don't um, want yo laugh. It was. It was pretty funny how in the episode there all the lights are out in Dawson's house, uh, like the power went out, and then you know in the movie all the lights are out in the hospital. Um, so I went to and looked up just to double check that that was you know just to confirm what, you know, I already knew. So it was um that episode of Dawson's Creek she was watching, but one thing I didn't know that I uh, thought so I when I saw
0: that I thought that was a scene from the original Stab because I thought James Vanderbeek was in Stab.
2: Right. So this is what it was. So the writer of that actual episode of Dawson's Creek was actually Kevin Williamson. Okay. He wrote that episode, which why it would be in a screen movie. Um so that was, you know, kind of paying uh homage right there um but also yeah uh when I looked it up it was a stab movie basically but yeah so it was supposed to be the stab it was the stab movie she was watching stab but in reality what it actually was was an episode of Dawson's Creek.
0: Oh wow.
2: So they just cut a small scene from Dawson's Creek and said this is the stab movie. Okay. Because you know they're saying yeah, I'll go in the basement and I'll look for like the um, the Breaker, you yeah, know, here's, take a flashlight, blah, 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 blah. It's all in the background. You can't really hear it unless you're paying attention to it. But I I recognized the um, the episode very quickly, like, immediately.
0: And, I and that's it was really- Sean, Sean has a uh, Dawson's Creek episode coming out. His new podcast, <laughs>
2: Sean Does Dawson. Yeah, and another connection between Dawson's Creek and Scream. Uh, Joshua Jackson was in Scream 2 as one of the film geeks. In- that is Randy, uh, Randy's class. That is true. Also, have speak... even heard of
1: Dawson's Creek? You're,
2: you're too young,
0: Buck. I don't want to wait for my life to be over.
2: That was the theme song. <laughs> so, so oh. they should have just been singing that all throughout Scream. <laughs> <laughs> we have the killer singing it.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's, let's, let's get into the ratings and recommendations before we devolve into more '90s teen, teen uh, sitcoms. We'll get, the Boy Meets World's Halloween episodes were great, though. That's the last comment I'm going to make on that. <laughs> they were. In
2: this meets World.
0: All right. Uh, ratings, recommendations. Uh, I'll go first here real quick. Um, I don't have... I mean, we've we've said a lot, so as far as mine, um, if you're a Scream fan, I think you'll really enjoy this. It does service to the franchise. Um, if you like slashers, it ha- it has the goods for you. Uh, it's gonna deliver and has some of the most brutal kills that, uh, that you're gonna see in modern, I mean, sans Halloween kills, but that was over the top, but the realistically brutal kills that you're gonna see, um, if you're into the meta, meta horror, obviously the, the Scream franchise is the peak for that, um, who wouldn't like to see this movie, um, if you just hate everything, maybe some of the people that that makes fun of those, um, those, uh, like kind of humor, those, to- yeah, the to- the toxic fandom people. Uh, this kind of takes a lot of jabs at you, so I don't. You probably won't like that, but nobody likes you anyway, so go fuck yourself. Uh, as far as my rating, I'm gonna go. I f- I like this movie a lot. I mean, I saw it twice. Uh, Eight point three he um, has a higher score. I, I would really recommend this. I I'll definitely watch this again. Um I thought it was well done and I wanna see this team do a sequel. I, I thought I thought they did a great job. They knocked it out of the park.
1: Yeah. You gave it what, eight eight, what'd you say? 8-4? Eight, eight, eight three? Eight three. Okay.
0: Okay. All right, you wanna I'm go, go next. A little book? bit lower.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go a little bit lower. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go seven seven. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. All right, I'm not as big of a Scream fan as you guys are, obviously, mainly because it was before my time. I'm a little bit younger. You guys are old farts. Um, and my and mom. And you're a wet really shard. Me, my mom really didn't let me watch stuff until I figured out how I, I can watch stuff on my own, which was like well, six months ago.
0: Yeah, part of the reason was you couldn't figure out how to work a remote.
1: Don't even get me started with dirty remotes. Um. <laughs> That sounded way too sexual. <laughs> um, no, but so seven seven for overall this movie, it, it's great. I mean, the acting was great. I thought the plot was great. Um, I loved how they they played on like the sequels and played on like uh, obviously this is who this is this is who that is. I love that. Um, a rare thing though is like usually um, when uh, actors come back. To uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm losing it now. Surprise the rules and films.
0: Reprise.
1: Reprise the rules. Thank you. I I think I said surprise. Reprise the rule in films. <laughs> surprise, usually, Sydney. Usually, I I hate that because it's just a money grab. It's just for people to catch their attention and be like, yeah, it's the yeah. Play I guess on we're uh, bringing back
0: nostalgia. To try to yeah. legitimize their sequel.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And. and the only person I had an issue with that somewhat was of course Gail, just because i i thought the the script could have gone a different way with her character, but in my opinion they they everything was done properly with them it didn't uh it didn't make it seem like you know it was just their movie you know it uh it didn't like see i'm i'm losing it now i'm i'm it's been it's been a while man.
0: Um, hey, you've been through a lot recently.
1: I don't even want to get started on that again. <laughs> but uh, overall, as a movie, I, I'm going to say 7-7. Seven, seven. In terms of recommendations, I feel like this is an easy one to recommend to people in general. Um, it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, the younger generation, um, kids my age, I think, would love this movie because it's right around... I mean we're not too far away from where they are in this film, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it has some things that we can relate to. So, course, so that's something I, I didn't generation. touch
0: on, but it makes sense. So there's like, not like really, th- I guess kind of like three generations of people there. So you have the teens that live in Woodsboro. So that's like around your age. Then you have Sarah and, and, or sam and richie who moved out but they're like mine and sean's age and then you got um the older cast which was like the older generation that we grew up watching in the originals so it's like there's different people different groups of people that that there's a little bit for everyone that you can relate to in this movie
1: yeah exactly there's a little bit from every generation that You'll find appreciation. I mean, every generation,
0: every type of, um, like, as far as exclusivity, like, I think that's done right. It's not, there's no forced, like, certain roles or it had to be this or just put into the script. Like, everyone feels natural in this movie, but there is a type of character for everybody, you know?
1: Yes. Absolutely. But, it, Again, so, like, the generations, and then uh, I'm also going to say, I mean, hack and slash killers. If you you enjoy, um, what, if you enjoyed the Friday Thirteen 13th series, you enjoy um, the Halloween series, I mean, you'll enjoy this. There's a lot of killing, there's a lot of brutal killing, and, I mean, this has some of my favorite kills I think I've ever seen in any horror movie, movies. I've seen over 300,000 horror movies doubtful. Um, I'll remember that. But right, I mean, over, right. overall, okay. it's it's there.
0: I fuck with. It. All right, all right, Sean, you're on. You're
1: on the clock. All
2: right.
1: I've um, seen over three hundred thousand horror movies, Sean. I not even
2: know why. I mean, I'm trying. I was trying not to like think about it too much. <laughs> it's just so stupid to say that, but I love it. <laughs> You just throw it in there. I've seen for three hundred thousand horror movies. It's a super uh,
0: obscure reference, and I'll, I'll tell you about it later, Sean. All right.
2: Um. Yeah. Uh. I was. I had a score written down before. Um. We we started. You know. Recording and everything. Um. And. Uh. It was pretty much identical to uh your score, John. I I, I gave it an eight point three three, uh repeating of course, uh score out of ten. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was super well done. There were some things they could have done uh a little bit better. Um but such is life. Yeah, can't we all? <laughs> say, say the me. Um, yeah, one thing, you know, the the one thing that was like kinda major, like we kinda touched on, uh it was, you know, the older characters that came back. It made sense, but they kinda didn't do it as well as they could have. I thought it was really stupid that Cindy Prescott never got to see Dewey in the movie. Uh by the time she got there it was Dewey was already dead. they didn't kinda have that big reunion um meeting, you know, Dewey and Gail had their kind of big um you know, reunion. Moment. so did obviously Sydney and Gale. Um but uh, yeah, so I would definitely recommend this to uh, fans that might like reboots that, uh, you know, the younger generation that might not have got everything. Um, you know, there, I, I I know there are a lot of younger people that don't like the original Scream just because they kind of just don't get the whole 90s um, era. Basically. It's because
0: our, our school system's failing them, Sean. <laughs> exactly.
2: Exactly. Um, but so if you, if I think this is is just, this is just, uh, it's, it's a spin of a nineties horror movie in 2022. So, um, yeah, I think the younger generation would definitely like it. They would pick up on, uh, there's a lot of like modern technology, you know, the, the use of cell phones and trackers, um, computers and internets and all that good stuff that, uh, that most horror films don't take into account that everyone has a phone in their pocket now, and anyone could find out anything. Um, opening scene, she didn't know the answer. She Googled it. Um, I appreciated if,
0: that a lot too, because yeah, I was like, that's, uh, that's it, it, that would
2: be like the easiest thing you can do if someone yeah, asked you if, who played if, in something. Sean, if, you if you've you ever, been, Google it. If you ever been to a bar trivia, if
0: you ever lose bar trivia in this day and age with our technology, then shame on you. <laughs>
2: I've been to a couple, like, serious bar trivia nights where they uh, don't allow, like, cell phones to be out at all, and they, like, kick people out or disqualify them. Um, yeah,
0: but I used to go to one that, that was, Drew Klobuchar that.
2: ran. Drew, Drew
0: Klobuchar ran it, and it was uh, <laughs> it was at C- that Sensi's, all right? And there's no way Drew Klobuchar, who I gifted Frank's goalie pads all those years ago, was ever going to kick us out.
2: <laughs> uh, true. Um, but I mean, with the Apple watches now, you can't tell who's looking up what, uh, so i definitely, uh, I know this is, see, we always get, we always get
0: sidetracked on stuff like this, but like, I've been to a few now that it's actually a smart way that they worked around that is so that they have the host there that hosts the game, whatever, but there's different apps that you have to, you answer, you put your answers in on the apps on your phone while you sit there and you can't like exit out of the app so like obviously if like, you have a teammate like look them up and stuff like that but they see like your phone sitting on the table and that's the person that like answers the question so i like, got that's a unique like way that they could stop people from uh what's it called stop, right. stop people from um cheating on that but uh back back to you your
1: can, review. you can definitely still look that up on a watch
2: yeah yeah um, but yeah, so i recommend that, like, uh, younger generation, people that might not get the original scream uh, they'll probably like this one, good use of technology, it's a good modern day, uh, horror movie that has, uh, a lot of callbacks to, uh, the horror movies of yesteryear, um, and, yeah, so, I would definitely go sit, tell everyone to go see it, uh, if you don't like reboots, maybe this might change your mind too, so, for people that don't like reboots, uh, Still give it a shot because I rate this one pretty high um, when it comes to reboots. And I don't generally do that. It's a scream, baby.
1: (laughs) Sydney, did you really call the cops? My parents are going to kill me.
2: (laughs) Stop it, man. You caught me too deep. you kill a
0: little woozy. That's these, like endless lines. Like, I would love in a sequel if they can make it make sense and have him come back, dude. Like, those are the all-time Just hit
2: me with the fucking phone! Uh... That's so great. Yeah, I mean... They need to bring back J.B. Kennedy.
0: Yeah, they should have never killed him in the second one. That was a
2: big mistake. Uh, yeah. But... Also a great kill when they did do the reveal. Uh... Um, Amber just blasted that other, uh, Liv right in the fucking face. Just blasted her with the gun point blank range. Yeah. It was just like, fuck it. I'm the killer. And <laughs> it just blasted her as, Yeah. That, oh, that's, that was yeah. She
0: goes, welcome to the third act and just bam blast her. I was like, oh, this, this movie got kind of serious. <laughs> I was like, yeah. let me sit up in my seat. I got to adjust myself.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. rated it really high. Um, Gave the same score as you that's kind of ironic but whatever i had it so i was
0: i was dancing because when we talked about a few more things i thought about dipping my score down a little bit because i wrote down 8.3 after the first time i watched it and it stayed put after the second but talking through it and this happens sometimes but i really thought about it i was like you know what like there is flaws with this movie but like overall they i think this is the best scream sequel like i i really enjoyed this movie It's gonna be a scream. That's what they should have titled it. Uh, I bet. I bet if they do make a next one, you know what? I bet they title it. Scrammed. No
2: Scream. Sense scream. scream kills. Scream kills. Yeah. Um. I really like hope like Halloween kills. One, I really would like to see Sam be a killer, like an unknowing character or unknowing killer. Yeah, yeah. she's kind of like it's so. Yeah, she, has, she know, had she the has psychological divisions. problems. Yeah, so that'd be cool if there's one killer, but there's actually two. But we Sam doesn't know that, that she's the other. That character. would be a unique way to reveal it. Is like two killers, but they're not working together.
0: I'm still surprised to this day. In every Scream movie, there's two killers. Like, if they would just have a Scream movie, and then all of a sudden there was three killers, no one would
2: see that coming. (laughs) Or a Scream movie where literally everyone has killed somebody.
0: (laughs) That would be... uh, There's something that's like that. I forget what it is, but, like, everyone's a killer. Yeah. Uh, Tupac's the killer. That'd be a real twist. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. (laughs) Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting pussy. That's classic. Classic little Tupac for you. I'm pretty sure we just got copyrighted. I've been (laughs) been singing a lot of songs this episode. Yeah. Uh, Um, right. well... Let's wrap it up here. Let's say, hey, let me do my thing here real quick, and we'll give our final thoughts. Uh, If you're listening to the podcast on your favorite service provider, uh, good on you. You're doing the thing. Uh, If not, we're on pretty much everything uh, that you could listen to a podcast on, Uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon products like Audible, um, Google play i think's the thing uh, i know we got a big following now on iHeartRadio, radio their podcast service so give us a check out there uh if you want to reach out to us our email is at hunters horror vision at gmail.com uh, as well as we're on twitter that's just at horrorvision. you could shoot us a dm there um we have a youtube channel that one day i think we will update again um that's hunters horror vision on youtube go on there give us a uh like subscribe follow whatever the thing is you do on that link 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 like subscribe subscribe. okay thanks you link
1: it to your friends you like it you subscribe yeah
0: thanks book also um we've been having some success with us go on any like service provider that you listen to the podcast uh if you enjoyed it um awesome give us five we appreciate it if you didn't like it that's understandable It's it's not for everyone, so give us a four and a half. So anything between a five and a four and a half and then uh, go about your day there. So we appreciate that. Um, Other than that, I think that's all uh, all I got. Any final thoughts, boys?
2: Never, ever, under any circumstance, assume that the killer...
0: (laughs) I thought... I thought you were going to do the Michael Scott one. Michael the Michael for whatever
2: reason, uh, whatsoever, no matter who,
0: no matter what. Like, don't no matter ever, where. for any reason, do anything to anyone for any reason, ever, no matter what, no matter where, <laughs> or who, or who you're with, or where you're going, or where you've been, ever, for any reason whatsoever.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh man! Oop! I just broke something. All right, book What do you What do you got? Wrap us up here, book Oh
1: shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Okay. This is it. This is it. It's happening. It's happening. Oh, no. <laughs> what? What? You got your pants on?
2: I think he had to leave. <laughs> I
1: gotta, I gotta, you know. oh. <laughs> Marty, Marty, get out of here, buddy! Get out of here! No! Don't! Work. <laughs> all right, all right, end it. End it. All, yeah, right, all right, all later
2: oh, yeah. later <laughs> later guys
1: oh shit